Okay, welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I am your host, one of your hosts, Michael Cushing. And I am his Tennille to his captain, Michael Howard. Oh, oh hello, Michael. <laughs> I didn't know I had a new title. Yeah, yeah. That's exciting. How are you doing today, bud? Uh, you know, I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty yeah. well. It's, uh, it, was, it was a warm day here in Chicago. Oh, yeah? Would you, did you crack 20? It was 56 degrees. Wow. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty worried about the world, but you know what? Uh for the next 5 or 10 years when it's, you know, balmy in January and February, I'll take it to yeah, the heat death pretty, of the world. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Um Michael, did you watch the big game last night? I watched the second half of the big game, which was the worst half. Yeah, I felt like uh since my new city, I had to enjoy one of the teams in the uh Beefy Boy Wrestle show that led up to the Lady Gaga halftime. Oh my god, that was so good. Yeah, she uh, she brought some thunder. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> apparently not a political show, uh, according to uh, some idiots. But uh, yeah, it was a it was a hell of a show. I'm pretty sure good. that any time Lady Gaga performs, it's a political show. Yeah, I feel like if you base jump off the roof of a football stadium wearing some sort of goddamn spacesuit uh, and then sing "Born This Way" in this current political climate, <laughs> you've made you've made something of a political statement. Uh, <laughs> that's just that's my reading of the situation. Yeah, no, it was, uh, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I don't, people keep comparing it to other Super Bowl shows, and I'm going to be honest, I've watched pretty much every Super Bowl that I can remember being on, and I could not tell you anything about any of the Super Bowl performers, except that Beyonce was there a couple of years ago, maybe yeah. last year, I don't know. Something called the Bruno Mars yeah. performed? There was a Prince. The Prince one was pretty epic, because it was in the rain. Yeah, yeah uh, some boy band member named Paul McCartney played some piano once. So, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, no, she uh, she killed it. That was an awesome show. But um, I do want to talk about one of the uh, the hallmarks of the the Super Bowl, uh, the commercials. Did you did you have any that you particularly enjoyed? Uh, you know, not really. I thought they were kind of I wouldn't say weak because they did have some some pretty good messages behind them. You know, there was the, the Audi one about equal pay for women but there wasn't any that were like super funny that you were talking about the next day like you know the monkeys for yeah career builder or whatever it was (laughs) yeah i feel like brands almost to a t other than like skittles which had like some weird beaver pop out from under somebody's bed and steal skittles i heard spuds Um, Spuds mckenzie made a comeback though and i kind of missed that one the ghost of Spuds McKenzie came back, which was pretty fantastic. But I feel like largely brands have realized that uh, getting people to invest in causes is more more effective than making them laugh. Um, so we we kind of got a whole host of uh, like the nationwide dead kid commercial from like a year ago. But it was all like very much around like, hey, guys, maybe you should like each other or immigrants are cool or, um, hey, maybe don't build that wall. Yeah, I mean, it was um, kind of weird because I kept reading the tweets and it was like, there was a, you know, an ad and it was like, we should all be inclusive and we should be happy that our fellow man Fuck is around that. us. And everyone's like, this is anti-Trump. And it's like, what is the problem with you if you just assume that us saying we should be inclusive and nice to our fellow man means that it's an anti-Trump? <laughs> yeah. It, like you read more into that message than yeah. anyone else did because you know it's true. <laughs> also, uh Alfa Romeo, I didn't even realize they sold cars in the United States, but they paid a crap ton of money. They had three commercials. I only knew Alfa Romeo because of, um, do you ever read uh, uh, A Wrinkle in Time by Madeline Langle? Oh my God, it was one of my favorite books when I was younger. Yeah, so all of her books, like Swiftly Tilting Planet, uh, like all of them, their characters, without fail, someone will have an Alfa Romeo convertible (laughs) in the books. And that was like, so in my head growing up, that was just like, the fanciest car you could have, but I never saw anyone. I mean, it was a beautiful car they kept showing, but I don't know anything about Alfa Romeo. And I mean, didn't weren't they the sponsor of the halftime show too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, they they full, full court press. On, yeah, I mean that's uh, crazy. Uh, I did want to talk about one because it led to a pretty funny sort of thing, and I, I guess a gir- you you mentioned people saying it was, things are anti-Trump. Uh, Budweiser had a pretty good commercial, basically showing like the founding of. The Anheuser-Busch Corporation. Yeah, uh, you know what? I don't think I believe it. That seems like a whole bunch it, of bullshit to me. You don't think it happened like that? I don't, I don't think it quite happened like that. That he had a notebook with the exact Budweiser logo. Come on. Who are you fooling? 
Yeah, well, okay. Well, you can't pull one over on you, Michael Howard. And you can't pull one over on uh, the uh, the alt right because they weren't happy about it either. Uh, and I guess just the fact that Budweiser told a fancified version of their founding by an immigrant, uh, their new hashtag rose up after the Super Bowl, uh, boycott Budweiser, but they spelled Budweiser B U D W I S E R. Oh yeah, kind of dropped a letter the, on the it. Wiser Bud. <laughs> yeah. And it just, I don't know, like this, this whole trend of boycotting companies for being inclusive or like hey, trying wait, to help wait. people out is just so stupid. I can get behind the boycott of Budweiser because it tastes like piss. I assume that's right. why they're boycotting it, right? Right. Yeah. I think you and I have been personally boycotting Budweiser, except for Bud Light Lime, uh, for, you know, the better part <laughs> of the true. decade. That's true. That's true. They do have the Lime Maritas. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm. Bud Light Lime is the taste of summer. Yeah. That's just a proven fact. Yeah, I guess that's it. Um, <laughs> I was trying to think about Bud Light Lime and trying to drink a Bud Light Lime, and then I almost threw up, so I, I stopped talking for a second. Yeah, Michael, that's uh, it's interesting. You, you you've been feeling a little ill, huh? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so you've been you've been having some tummy issues, huh? Yeah, yeah. Stomach flu going around here in Chicago. Yeah. So you spent a lot of time in the bathroom. Um, I wonder, <laughs> as you were in there contemplating, you know, where your wife, your life went wrong, um, did you ever stop to think about how wizards poop? Uh, no. Oh my god, though. Hmm. Have you ever contemplated that? No. I mean, why would why would they poop any different from just a normal person? Although Man, that's I guess, a great question. I guess yeah, if, if you could just remove it from yourself, if you're a wizard, mm-hmm. you can pretty much do whatever you want you just like be like be gone and then you right don't have so if to you were a wizard before you pooped you would just like you know you just felt one kind of loaded up you just be like Poop, yeah, get out of here just be You're like no nah, i don't have time for this interesting um have you ever read any of the harry potter books michael uh i read the first one i've seen a couple of the movies but you know I, at the risk of uh, alienating all of our viewers and having them hate me more than they already do i i am not a big harry potter person Wow. Okay. Everyone's very disappointed. Um, Well, I do want to talk a little bit about, so J.K. Rowling, the author of Harry Potter, has a history of revealing, like, new information after the fact, Mm -hmm. Um, kind of like filling out the world. Um, You know, for instance, she once told, like, a packed crowd that Dumbledore was gay Mm -hmm. and had a, like, you know, he was in love with an evil wizard. Um, So she's got this site called Pottermore, uh, where she'll occasionally, like, you know, fill out uh, things to the world. So I want to read you a passage, something she wrote um, about the wizarding world of Harry Potter. Um, however, when Hogwarts plumbing became more elaborate in the 18th century, this was a rare instance of wizards copying muggles, muggles being normal human beings, uh, because hitherto they simply relieved themselves where they stood and vanished the evidence. Yeah, that's just so, smart, though. Yeah, well, it's... So there's a, there's a crucial step between what you said and what she said. <laughs> They shit themselves, <laughs> Michael, and then make the poop go away. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's true. You know, it, it begs the question, why Why did you even let it get to the ground or into into your pants, I suppose? Why didn't, or your, your wizarding robes, yeah, why, why not just were. Why not just vanish it beforehand? Also, how singularly unpleasant must it be to just shit yourself and then just, oh, oops, I got to stop it. Everything I'm doing and just clean that off. <laughs> Also, a new wrinkle. Um, again, you said you haven't really read the books. Uh, children aren't allowed to do magic over the summer when they're not at school. Oh. So they're just shitting themselves and walking around with, with poop robes. <laughs> yeah, I imagine that first week back is probably pretty rough. The first week mm-hmm. back in, in the summer where they have to, like, use the toilet. They probably forget mm-hmm. a lot. Or do they? You, you think that you're saying that they just go the entire summer without. Just full of shit. Just full of shit. Just, just caked on poop yeah. everywhere. Um, well, that sounds like it smells terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do not. Wizards, we, we feel like they're such, you know, fantastical creatures, and yet they're just walking around with shit in their drawers. This kind of reminds me, kind of reminds me of the conversation we had one time with, uh, with our friend, uh, Matt about <laughs> whether, uh, vampires can get boners. Right. Yeah. It's when you start to think about the basic body functions of, uh, these, these fantastical creatures, it kind of gets a little dicey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we, we view vampires as these, you know, very sexual creatures, uh, but, uh, you know. They don't have blood. They don't got blood. That's the whole point. Right. So, I mean, you know, they have to, it's a constantly flowing system. So, I guess they have to be sucking blood to get get it up. And then where do you go from there? 
Right, because I mean, at that point, you, the person you're probably about to to do it with, you, you've probably you've probably killed her at this point. Yeah, certainly unconscious. And now we're in some pretty dicey territory. And you know, so, what you're, you're saying is, uh, the dude from Twilight enough- is definitely a sexual predator. Well, as as far as I understand it, the dudes from Twilight like drank the blood of like livestock and animals mm. because they were vegan, like vegan. <laughs> I may be just pulling that r- directly out of no, my butthole. No, but, no, uh, no. I'm pretty no, sure I, that's right. I, uh, I don't believe you. I believe that you Me. know this from, from experience. The only thing I know about Twilight is watching the Rift Tracks version of it, which is like the Mystery Science Theater 3000 people do like deliver like audio tracks that you can put over movies, which is fantastic. And then my sister made me watch like the last 20 minutes of the third movie, which was just a big fight between a ton of vampires and werewolves in the snow where apparently the only way to kill a vampire is to rip their goddamn head off (laughs) so it was just 20 minutes of people ripping heads off okay i mean that's not bad i suppose i'll i'll pay 10 bucks to watch that in the cinema that's all i'm saying yeah um speaking of uh twilight did you see the the snl from this week with uh with Kristen stewart of twilight fame I didn't. The only the only bit I saw was uh, Melissa McCarthy as Sean Spicer, which is one of the probably the funniest SNL's been in about ten years. It was a hell of a sketch. I mean, that's that's pretty much all you need to see. I mean, it, I'd watch just an hour and a half of her being Sean Spicer. To be honest, it was incredible. And uh, hearing unconfirmed reports <laughs> via Twitter uh, leaks <laughs> that he spent the better part of Super Bowl Sunday crying <laughs> over the uh, characterization, which. It's probably not true based on, you know, Twitter, but, but we can hope. Damn, I hope it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fingers Apparently crossed. Apparently one of his one of his retorts was that I don't eat that much gum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the rest of it pretty much true, but uh, I don't Na- chew that much gum. Nailed the rest of it. But uh but I don't eat that much gum. So you can yeah. just you're just all wrong. Yeah. I feel like I- I've missed out on a little bit of stuff like that and uh, honestly probably damaged a little bit of this show because i actually deleted my facebook app uh last week oh um and just kind of have turned off the fire hose of just unceasing shit coming into my eyeballs so Uh, so you don't you you don't check facebook at all or you just don't check it on your phone um on my phone um okay so so you're just uh, it, but you're reducing it, it makes, the fire hose. You're not actually getting rid of the fire hose. Exactly. Yeah, I, I still, I, I'll still jump on on the old laptop of them there. But it's like the first couple of days, it was honestly like I had amputated <laughs> part of my brain. It's like, ah, oh, what do I do with my hands now? <laughs> you know, actually, I did not check Facebook very often for a long time. I was purely on Twitter just to see some news and some funny stuff, and Facebook just became just awful. But for some reason, I decided that, hey, the election is going on. I'm going to dive back into Facebook like a stupid, stupid head. Now's now's the time. People (laughs) need Michael Howard. Now's the time. People need my viewpoints on whatever is going on. And so, yeah, now now I'm like back to being addicted to it. And I do not like it. Yeah, especially because I mean, you're you've become addicted at the the worst possible time because the only thing going on is, you know, people sharing their opinions and not being open to any sort of meaningful discussion. <laughs> um, like even like, I don't know. So we talked a little bit about boycotts earlier and this was actually the thing that made me like delete my app. Um, someone shared something about boycotting Starbucks uh, because of that. They announced that they were planning to hire 10,000 like Syrian or just refugees over the next five years. So is this the same as the boycott where instead of, actually boycotting they bought more starbucks just so they could say put trump on my cup and so you have to say trump yeah no i think this is actually more of an effective boycott where one does not actually purchase the goods or services of the company uh okay. one intends to okay boycott. so they learned they learned from their mistake i guess on the first one yeah i guess that you know they they read up on what that boycott actually meant and decided <laughs> to you know actually financially try to hurt the company that they were mad at um how was that working but- out for them I mean, according to this post, which again was speciously timed because like the post was all about how the stock price of Starbucks had dipped down, but the entire market dipped down after Trump announced his immigration and travel ban. So it's like, 
Okay, sure. Are we talking like that... a what, like a three, four, five percent dip or what? One and a half percent. Oh, okay. Over, yeah, over so... five or six days, which is Ooh. you know that that never happens. Man, Schultz um, must be shitting his pants right now. Yeah, shaking in his little coffee boots. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just struck me at like, you know. <laughs> I'm no like I've never boycotted anything personally other than products I don't like, but I do remember, especially it's when people boycott products that on like business practices instead of like they just don't like the service. Like it doesn't get anywhere because like I remember when I was a kid in church, uh, someone spread a rumor that the CEO of Procter and Gamble was a Satanist, <laughs> and so like our entire church just shut down and like didn't buy a Comet for or like Clorox for like or like three anything with- because Procter and Gamble literally makes everything makes all the things yeah. and then but then my mom realized that she really liked comet to clean the bathtub so like she went back and <laughs> i'm like, over it yeah uh, this is whatever but it just like i mean the, the reason for it it was like so schultz said that starbucks would hire ten thousand refugees from around the entire world in the next five years uh worldwide and that they would give precedence to interpreters and other people who had helped u.s troops and ground personnel in iraq and afghanistan i mean that makes perfect sense to me yeah like those are the people that we should try to be helping particularly one because they helped us and they're like you know they might be targeted in their home country but it's also like if we ever get in a ground war again which seems likely at this point (laughs) we want to make it worth people's while and show that we're going to reward the people who you know help us well yeah and i mean Starbucks is a multinational corporation. I mean, they have they're in something like 75 different countries and right. they hire I assume hundreds of thousands of people. Like you're going to hire re- 10,000 refugees on accident. Exactly. Yeah, I think I read in in 2012 and 2013 just in North America alone, so the US and Canada, Starbucks hired 80,000 people. So like worldwide like it's a it's a blip to like you know include ten thousand refugees around the entire world, and I think and even a, a big talking point from on this post and like people could not get over the fact that well why don't they hire veterans or other Americans why should refugees have a leg up well because on this? Americans like, well, aren't in like Malaysia or whatever <laughs> there aren't Americans exactly, <laughs> exactly. and that's. And the thing is, but they're also they they also have a veteran hiring program. Like, right. I think they announced it three years ago, a five year program to hire ten thousand, and I think uh, I think they've hired like between six and eight thousand veterans already. Yeah, so and, they're doing pretty good, I think. Yeah, and it's also there are five and a half million open jobs in this country. Like if if Americans were beaten down the doors to get a coffee, like a barista job, like I don't think they'd have any problem getting a job at Starbucks. Americans don't want to do those jobs either, so it's like. Why do you care if the person who happens to be pouring your coffee and misspelling your name on the cup happens to be a refugee instead of some punk kid from your neighborhood? Right. And I mean, they have Starbucks, I assume, in places like, you know, the Middle East and near Syria and, you know, places where there are actually lots of refugees. So, I mean, we're not talking just Syrian refugees or just refugees of, of terrorism or, or civil war. I mean, it could be any type of refugee, right? I think, yeah. I, I mean, I think the number is something like there are 60 million people classified as refugees in the world. Like, Okay, so he's hiring is, one six hundredth of these people. <laughs> exactly. So it's just like, I, I don't understand the viewpoint that like hiring 2000 people a year around the entire world and a company that hires probably 150 to 200,000 people a year conservatively is a problem and again like you mentioned they could do it just by the law of large numbers right. they probably would have done it by accident yeah i'm kind of with you on the whole boycott thing like i it, it sounds like it's such a great idea and you're like yeah i'm going to vote with my dollars and whatever else but like it's so hard to attribute kind of business practices to like one person, right? Oh, like the CEO right. said this or or the owner said this. And it's like, well, you know, everyone has hundreds of investors. So if like you stop, if you boycott every co- company that has a shitty investor, like you literally can't buy anything anymore. Right, um, exactly. But I did kind of fall trapped to that Uber thing earlier 
this week. You deleted, you, you deleted Uber, I deleted huh? you Uber ha- because... Ha- you hashtag deleted Uber. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was right in the middle of the protest for the immigration stuff, and the JFK thing happened and it was like Uber is breaking the you know the strike or whatever to go to, to JFK and he's on the council and he said good stuff about Trump and I was like fuck that guy um which I'm not that upset about because Lyft has actually been much better than Uber ever was yeah um so I, I I've kind of always used Lyft here locally just because it's they kind of give better promos and stuff and actually before this, I also had my own issues with uh, Kalanick, the CEO of Uber. Like he's just done some shady shit, regardless. And like there, there have been other stuff involved in the company. But well, yeah, I mean, um, there was that. I mean, there's also the fact that Uber like tracks you for several minutes after you've left the car, and there was all the weird shady shit where they were trying to put Lyft out of business by like overbooking their cars. And I mean, it, it's he's yeah. not he's not without fault. Let's be honest. Yeah, exactly. And I mean. So even just on a personal level, I have a I have a small vendetta against Uber, and it's really not their fault per se, um, or at all. But um, I will say, so I'm you know recently single, and so I've been uh, been on the old date nap scene here mm-hmm. recently here yep. in Atlanta, and it's it's not a lot of women, but a, a surprising portion, and I I think this is something that men do also. A surprising number of men or women have their Uber rating as like the only profile information they provide to people. Wait, the the only profile information? Like, hi, I'm Sarah and my Uber rating is 4.6. Yeah, Sarah, 29, maybe the company name. (laughs) I have a 4.7 rating on Uber, which to me means... You simply managed to not throw up in the backseat of a stranger's car or you weren't overtly racist to them (laughs) for five minutes. So congrats, lady. Oh, my God. That is absurd that that would be something that you would even think is like, yeah, I really want these people to know everything about me. But I'm not going to talk about my hobbies or what I like or dislike or anything. No, No, Uber. Yeah, I've got 300 characters to prove to someone that I am interested and worth talking to. I'm not a dick to people who drive me places for money. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't slapped my Uber driver at, more than once, let's just say. Yeah. I didn't ask them to change the radio or talk on my phone the whole time. I mean, it, but let's be honest. I mean, Uber drivers are probably given five stars as long as you don't throw up or shit in their car, right? I mean, that's... Yeah, I mean, if I shit in the car, like, I'll just Harry Potter that shit away from myself. I mean, sure, whatever. But well, I don't know about I feel you, like- but for for me in Chicago, Uber just seems like it's all the taxi drivers who don't want to drive taxis anymore. So, like, half of them don't even acknowledge you other than to say, like, oh, Michael? And I'm like, yeah, great. And we get in the yeah, car I and exist. we don't say anything for 10 minutes. I mean, I will say in Atlanta, I might need to shift back to Uber because so far, probably 60% of my Lyft drivers get lost. And ask me for directions, and I am very new to the city. I've been here for five months, so I don't know where the fuck I'm going either, buddy. Yeah, like download Waze or some shit. They do. They have that, and then they don't listen to it. It's very weird. And actually, I did. I did look. I I looked on Twitter a little bit to see if the Uber, like Bumble, like sort of thing, was a a trend. Apparently, a, a lot of women are upset that men put their Goodreads rating. Goodreads rating, like. Like where people you ranking, yeah, where you like rank the books? books they read, yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, that's that tells you at least a little bit more than your Uber rating. I mean, it tells you that oh, this person has read at least one book. <laughs> that's true. Wait, Which, so wait, people get rated on their Goodreads reviews, or how does that work? I don't know. I've, I've, I haven't looked at it. Uh, someone send us an email to goodbuddymedia.media at gmail.com. Explain Goodreads to us. The more I learn about the dating situation in today's world, God, I'm so thankful that I got married when I was so much so young. <laughs> yeah, well, that sounds so nice. I like. I'm very happy for you. I, I'm. I could not be happier for your <laughs> happiness. But fuck, I am not built for this shit. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh my god! But that reminds me. Like, I came across this article about this dating app called Hater. Have you seen this thing? Yeah, it just, uh, th- like, it matches you on, like, what you yeah, hate. But it's, like, it's not, like, oh, I hate, like, some race of people or something. Like, it's not for, like, the KKK. It's, like, really mundane, stupid stuff. Like, it's I like, hate I, the sound I, of people eating potato chips or something. 
I hate the laugh track on CBS comedies. <laughs> right. Which I think that's a pretty good start. That's a, you know, I mean, like that tells me more about you as a person than your fucking Uber rating. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, like if, if we both hate pickles, for instance, or like we hate frogs, like as you know, I do, Michael, yeah. like, great. Okay. Although, well, we can get along. Although here's the problem. If you end up with someone who hates frogs as much as you and a frog ends up or a family of frogs ends up in your house, I mean, like, do you just move at that point? No, I think I throw her at the frog and then I run away. <laughs> That's probably what would happen. Yeah, I guess that is right. If you if if you only bond over the things that you collectively hate. Yeah. You're never going to find one who makes you grow, you know? That's that's too bad. I was just worried about, like, you having to burn your house down for frogs. But, yeah, I mean, I guess there's that, too. I mean, y- you know that I've already burned down two, ho- two homes to avoid frogs. Yeah. You know, that's just, we can talk that's about that because I think we're past statute limitations on ar- arson at this point. Yeah, yeah. I've done some grim deeds <laughs> to avoid avoid amphibians. I'm not, I'm not proud of them, but I'll own it. That's a little tidbit for for all you Cushizoids out there. Cush, I don't like frogs. Oh my god! I hate them. Cush. In fact, no. I have I have so many better options than Cushizoid. Oh, I'm so terrified. Why? Why? Uh, because Ugh. I I won't rest until I find one that's like that's just like perfect. Just like mwah, you know. And I don't feel like really, we've gotten really, there yet. We haven't really nailed the essence of the Michael Cushing fan. No, club, no. I mean, like we're. We're getting close. We're right around the the, the edges. Like Koosh balls was fun. Yeah. Like they're yeah. they're springy. They're light. They're fun. But not quite there, huh? No, no. Good friend of ours gave me just a good like a good good list. I question their friendship <laughs> if they played into this vile scheme of yours to fully embarrass me on a semi national scale, uh, international international. Scale. We have a listener, we had a Canadian yeah. listener. Hello, yeah, what's up, Canada? Yeah, hello there, our friends to the north. Yes, I assume that is one of our friends that just happened to be in Canada and then down. Yeah, they were on a business trip. Or, actually, it might have. We had uh, Odette, our, our toilet friend. Uh, well, our friend who knows about toilets. He's not a toilet friend. <laughs> I'm sure uh, he he's was gonna in, love being described as the toilet friend. He probably doesn't listen, but he was in Detroit. Uh, so I don't know if maybe they got a little. Uh, Windsor, uh, Detroit like, cross connections. Yeah, they have really strong Wi-Fi in Windsor. Yeah, maybe he caught a rogue uh, Windsor uh, <laughs> Wi-Fi signal. Speaking of Wi-Fi, hey Comcast Atlanta, you eat a million dicks. You suck. I hate you. Yeah, we're gonna we, use our platform and our fourteen listeners, and we're gonna boycott Comcast, but not really yeah. boycott them because you kind of don't have another choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you heard it here first, everybody. Comcast isn't a good company. <laughs> We, we're breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> uh, for the uninformed listener, my internet here in Atlanta has dropped out four times th- during the course of this recording, which makes it a real pain in the dick mm-hmm. to uh, to really to really get across. Yeah. So, Kush, what do you think about Kushifants? Kushifants, like a, like a sycophant, but like a Kushifant. Hmm. Yeah. No, I don't like that no? because that that implies I'm taking advantage of them, or they're they're like sucking up to me for some sort mm. of favor. Okay. Which I'll be very honest, I'm not gonna. I won't do anything for my fans. I'm, I'm a, it, it, it took me literally six years to mail some of my very best friends a T-shirt that I owed them for years. Yeah, so that is true. If, that is true. If my fans are expecting any level of fan service from me, I, I cannot nip that in the bud quick enough. Okay. Everybody. Okay. How about this? How about uh, you've seen the movie Rocketeer? I assume. Uh, yes. Okay. Fantastic film. So the Cushiteers. Ooh. Now that I, I don't can know get whether she was going Rocketeer or like Musketeer, but like I prefer Rocketeer, so I'm going with that one. I prefer Rocketeer because um, that implies my fans will fight Nazis and not ah, necessarily yes. not necessarily the Catholic Church. Which <laughs> we got we got cool Pope in there right now. He seems chill, so they don't necessarily need to fight him. But yeah, it sounds like Nazis need punching. All right, what about what about Kushophiles? Like a Francophile, but a Kushophile. Hmm. But that kind yeah, of I mean, actually, you know what? I'm taking that one back. I don't like that one because it kind of it kind of reminds me of pedophiles, and I'm not okay with that. Mm, yeah, I don't like that at all. Now that we've made that connection, yeah, I feel no, like uh, I'm gonna scratch the whole that thing one. Is, yeah, okay. we've sullied the whole endeavor. So this yeah, one, no, this one's you. my favorite, my absolute favorite. I can already see the t-shirts. Wait, better than Kusha Tears though, because yes. if we can get jetpacks up in this mix, I'm pretty okay, excited about it's, it. It's probably gonna be pretty close. Okay. What about just Kush Squad? Ooh. Squad goals. Hashtag squad goals. Kush squad. Yeah. Right? Kush squad sounds pretty good. Like, that's a yeah. good shirt. 
Yeah, so I mean, once again, I cannot stress enough how uncomfortable <laughs> this whole thing makes me, but man, yeah, having a squat sounds pretty cool. All right, all right, so we're going to put, could- put the poll up for episode eight blog post. We're going to put the poll up. I'm going to pick the, the four or five best ones, and then when nobody votes on it, I'm going to pick it myself. <laughs> well, presumably our, our mysterious one friend will also cast a vote or two. <laughs> But uh, yeah, please don't include Kusha files because no, I, I don't no, like that one. That, does, that yeah. one's that one is scratched off the it didn't, list. Didn't make the cut. Okay, yeah. thank God. Okay, yeah. so okay, well, yeah, again, oh, this whole thing is very embarrassing, <laughs> and I, I actually don't believe anyone likes me. So that's yeah, you know, that's I guess that's that's what that is. Because <laughs> you were so wrong. You were you were actually the only likable part of the show. That can't be true. Um, because uh, <laughs> because we subjected people to Smash Mouth for two straight episodes and. Um, I'm pretty sure that's my fault. Well, to be fair, I did start that one, and I'm pretty damn happy about it. And I have gotten a couple texts from random people with new iterations of Smash Mouth songs that should never have seen the light of day. But thank oh, and that reminds Christ, me, they I did. have a great Smash Mouth song for. I'm just just kidding, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, at risk of becoming an all all Smash Mouth <laughs> podcast, Smash I feel like we uh, we've actually we're just completely new podcasts. Just smash mouth. Yeah. What's up? Uh, Michael, what do you got for me? You got something fun? Um, while your internet was out and I was just dicking around a little bit, I came across a website called grabyourwallet.org, which mm-hmm, mm-hmm. tells people who are the top 10 companies to boycott at any given moment. Based on well, what exactly? Trump, Trump right now. Oh, I, okay. I assume, I, I don't know if maybe they have other ones, but like this particular one is for, for Trump stuff. But Okay. So whatever. It's all these companies that sell Trump products. Bloomingdale's, Nordstrom, Macy's, whatever. Um, but then they have other companies we boycott. And it tells me very clearly most boycottable to least boycottable, <laughs> right? Okay. And so for the, the first yeah. three are like Trump Hotels, Trump Winery, Trump Golf Course. Pretty standard. You should probably not go to those if you don't like Trump. Yeah. Um, And I'm looking down the list and I get to the 26th. One on this list of other places to boycott, and it's Breitbart. Number 26 on the list of a list going from most boycottable to least, and Breitbart is like 26th out of like 40 or something. Like, I'm sorry, your list is fucking stupid if Breitbart is below like Marshalls and Kmart, which Kmart, I didn't even know Kmart still existed. Yeah, so I'm looking, I'm looking at this, uh, now I just pulled it up. Burlington uh, Bart Factory just... and Bed Bath & Beyond are more worthy of your boycott than Breitbart News. It's funny that Breitbart.com barely beat out King's Hawaiian, <laughs> maker of delicious sandwich rolls. I am never boycotting King's Hawaiian. I don't give a fuck. Those things yeah, are delicious. So, yeah, sorry. Over my dead body. Yeah, yeah like, I, I get the the impulse to vote with your wallet and why it's important, but sometimes, like, just whatever. Like, who gives a shit about, like, Ross probably makes literally a dollar a day off of, like, a Trump family product. Yeah, like, I love how the list is, like, it has the comp or the, yeah, the company the type of company it is and then which line it carries and it's like carries trump products carries ivanka trump products owned by the trump family and then it gets the bright bar and it's like hate speech and it's right. still 26 <laughs> yeah. on the fucking list you you have your priorities fucking wrong yeah. friends uh, br- breitbart.com put a nazi in the white house yeah. Uh, he's probably number twenty-five on the list, probably, right? Not probably. Probably. Let me right let down me go after. Let me fucking rail on Trident Gum because they advertise on Celebrity Apprentice. <laughs> Please. So I mean, I don't know about you, but uh, I mean, you've moved to Atlanta now. I mean, it's not really cold there, but it is. It's a bit colder than Florida, right? Yeah, I quite mean, a bit, actually. There's nothing worse than, like, crawling into a cold bed, right? Yeah. Well, actually, um, I do it all the time because I refuse to pay for heating bills. And also, my dog doesn't sleep with me. She likes to sleep on the couch. So, um, when it's really cold, I don't run the heat purposely, just so she'll jump in my bed. <laughs> oh, I, my I God. Fre- this wasn't the story. I freeze, I freeze my dog into loving this me. This wasn't the story <laughs> I was going for, but I read this story about this dog that laid on top of this guy to protect him from frostbite for like 35 hours. And all I what? could think was about what a how. Good boy. Yeah, I was just like, all I could think was about how like 
Sora would not do that. No, like, she would watch him freeze to death. If if I had like a thin sheet and like that was the only thing protecting me from like dying a horrible death from from frost, she would lay on top of it to, and then like kind of roll and push me away from it, so I would be outside the sheet and she would, would kind of be wrapped up around it. That's how my dog lives her life. Well, then you know what you need, Kush. You need a professional bed warmer. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's a person. Go on. A person you can pay. They will no. come over to your house. They will put no. on. They will put on their pajamas. Uh-huh. They will crawl into your bed for an hour, and they will um, warm up your your spot and infuse it with positive energy. Huh? Yeah. Okay. But why? Uh, well, and how? Well, be- because you you have a cold bed, and you you want you want a warm bed. I don't understand what's so hard about this. Huh? Uh, some you know how I I typically warm up my bed. Hmm. I get I get into it and then I kind of lay there for a minute and then my bed is warm and that that's enough to sustain me for an evening. Well, that's probably because you're not a creepy Russian dude. Yeah, I was gonna say as far as vis a vis uh, creepy Russian dudes, we've talked a lot about like unplanned boners on this show, <laughs> and I feel like having paying someone to jump in your bed with you and no, warm she it doesn't. Up is just, no, no, whoa. <laughs> Back oh, up. it's not with you. She they just know. jump you in can, the bed you have, too. You can be in the room, but you can't be anywhere near her. That's great. Okay, you can talk to okay. her. So you're paying a probably a stranger to walk into your yep. into your bedroom. Yeah, just kind of flop around on your bed. Mm-hmm. Maybe do a couple belly flops in there. Yeah, really, really just warm the place up a little bit, and then you get in the bed, or they leave, and then you get in the bed mm-hmm. and you're all comfortable by yourself. Yeah, yeah. And it only costs uh, eighty two dollars per night. Huh. Or or the yeah. low low monthly fee of seventeen hundred dollars a month, and they'll come over every day and do it for you. Yeah, this is one of those services that like <laughs> I don't like. There's a lot I don't understand about rich people <laughs> and like wh- what they what sort of shenanigans they get up to. This is one of those things. Just like just get it, just you know, have a little WWE match in your own bed. You know, you just kind of roll around, pretend you're like doing a little stunner on somebody, and then you're fine. Your bed's all warmed up, and so are you. You just go to sleep. <laughs> or actually, buy a fucking electric blanket. This actually kind of, I, I don't know how I ended up down this rabbit hole, but it was like just stories about people who pay people to do weird shit yeah. and not, not in a sexual way at all. Like, I mean, I assume, I assume there's some kind of weird like issues that people have where they want to watch somebody like lay in their bed for an hour. But like, I came across this other story where this, this old woman in this, in this village she licks people's eyeballs to nope, cure them. Nope. Oh, cure them of what exactly? Eye diseases. I need. To, I I need to know now. Eye diseases. Uh, like pink eye. She's just coming up. Yes. Like, sorry, you got some poop in your eye. Let me yes. lick that out of there for you. She just. She just licks people's eyeballs, Kush. I don't I like. I I can't even. Now, Michael, I don't know a lot about medical science, but mm-hmm. I have heard tell that the human mouth is one of the grossest places on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to tell you that it seems like placing your tongue on someone else's eyeball is a much better way to give them a disease of the eyeball than to take one away. Again, I am not a doctor. I cannot stress that enough. But, well, you know what? I if mean, you want conjunctivitis, people, I feel like that's a pretty good way to get the it. People in this Bosnian village are going to have to disagree with you because they say that her tongue is apparently infallible when it comes to locating and removing various debris. Wait, de- debris. debris. Okay, that, so now that's lead, something iron, different. Coal, sawdust, glass. Uh, oops, I got a little bit of cracker in my eye. Uh, hey, Nina, <laughs> please come over here. Lick this out of my eyeball. Wait, you almost nailed her name, actually. Oh shit! <laughs> what is it? <laughs> she's known. She's known as uh, Nana Hava. Wow. Yeah. I feel pretty good about yeah, that. That's I wasn't good. just being. I didn't just pick a stereotypical Bosnian name because I don't know any. So. <laughs> I just got lucky. Uh, yeah. So apparently, people she they claim she's he, she's he, helped cure over five thousand people in her lifetime, and they find her so valuable that when she dies, uh, the villagers have said they're going to cut off her tongue so they can keep curing people with it. So what they're going to stick. They're going to stick. What a, a severed, beautiful and uplifting story. They're going to stick <laughs> a severed tongue into people's eyeballs. Gosh, what the, the fuck? Uh, <laughs> like I don't like I said I don't understand I don't know how I ended up down this rabbit hole but I'm not happy about it and I'm kind of disturbed 
and I don't ever want to be on the internet ever again. Well, it's funny that you you started this by saying, like, you're looking into, like, the weird things that rich people will do <laughs> to pay for, and then you somehow got to just small town village folk just are just willing to- licked. Can you imagine in like, you know, after she dies, if you're just like one of the random kids in that town, like 15 years down the road, just like, nope, Nano's tongue is coming for you. You're like, no, I really, I, I'm fine. What are they going to keep it in? Are they going to keep it in a jar of like some kind of like. I assume it's the, the, the blue liquid at barbershops that they put that they all put the, the combs uh, in. Yeah, they put the combs in. Just keep it all nice and tight. I. Although that would probably get rid of all the restorative properties of her tongue. So I guess you just kind of got to let it live its own life. I just mean, kind of leave it on a shelf. <clears throat> the odd thing is they think it's the tongue. And I mean, they don't they don't say anything about like the saliva. They just assume just, it's the tongue. Just the meat part. Yeah, that's just... always the good. That's always the good part. <laughs> <laughs> just na- just come get your taste of Nana's magic meat. No big deal. <laughs> Come oh, just God. stick it on your eyeball. Oh, it was like, God, the internet is the terrible place. Gosh, I don't even know what to say. The thing is, people were doing that shit way before the internet. Like, no, but she, I didn't have to know about it. Right. No, but it, I'm just saying she's not the first Bosnian grandma to walk around licking people's eyes. She learned that from somebody. <laughs> maybe That's a technique. She maybe she's an, maybe she's a uh, entrepreneur and a she's like the fucking Thomas Edison of eyeball licking. Yeah, I feel like there's so much knowledge that we've just lost as a culture just because, oh, science tells us this. Well, maybe science didn't really do its rigorous testing on licking eyeballs. You know, maybe we shouldn't trust science in this country. <laughs> War on science, I'm fully on board now. Fucking, I'm not going to the doctor. That's my new healthcare plan. Yeah. When An we eyeball will- lick a day keeps the doctor away. That's my new <laughs> when mantra. When we get rid of Obamacare, it's going to be eyeball licks for everybody. Yeah, I mean, I do have to say, I know a lot of people who rely on Obamacare for their health. Um, and you don't think eyeball licks are gonna are gonna help them out? I mean, probably not. Yeah, but probably shit. not. But to be fair, though, I don't know if they've tried. Hmm. Probably because it's not covered by insurance. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, you sent in you sent in this her, bill. Her copays, in, her copays are outrageous. You sent in this bill for uh, for an eyeball licking. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's not, that's not covered. That's covered by specialists. You need to be referred to a specialist yeah. from your, oh, from your general well, practitioner. Sorry. She, oh, she's, she's out of the, the network. Yeah, sorry. Right. She's okay. Not, well, she's, she's fuck. out of network. So it's 80% <laughs> out of pocket. You're going to need to find a, another local eyeball I, liquor, yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Michael, we've talked a lot about old people licking eyeballs. Um, I feel like you have a story about about young people and doing dumb things, huh? Mm. So we were both teenagers at some point in our lives. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. yeah we, we've mentioned awkward boners before. <laughs> yes, I was. So it turns out that teens are really dumb. What? Yeah, I know. Bre- I was, bre- again, breaking news yeah. on this podcast. Breaking news on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> teens are fucking idiots. So you you're aware of the trend where they where kids were like choking themselves to death basically to to see who could like go without oxygen the longest or some bullshit I don't know. Uh no, but I'll be very honest, uh I think in kindergarten I used to like <laughs> I used to do shit like that. <laughs> kindergarten? Just, yeah, I just like I just to see like how long I don't know. I was weird. <laughs> Look, yeah, no, I mean I've I've gone in a pool and like held myself underwater to see how long I could hold my breath, but like, these kids were literally having their friends, like, choke them out to see how long. I would do it to, I would do it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like autoerotic asphyxiation minus the eroticism. Yeah, this was well before the awkward boner yeah, phase. Okay, I, was just, okay. I was just like, oh, what a weird feeling this so is. So you were just ahead of your time because apparently it, teens are doing this type of stuff. Hmm. And you were doing it in kindergarten. Yeah, just to kind of see what was up. Yeah, so, uh, you know, teens are trying all these different types of ways to kill themselves. Apparently, there's not enough. I think as a society that we've we've gone too far where, like, we feel so safe that we need to do things like choke ourselves to death to feel alive. Right. That's a that's a problem. Like, maybe, yeah, so we, need well, send, so maybe we need to send kids back to the factories. Well, let's not go back to child labor. Uh, so I do want to unpack this. So is, is it uh, what's the motivation behind it? What, what do the articles say about what? 
What are the kids doing this? Well, I mean, they blame social media, right? Because they're saying like, okay, you do it. And then you immediately post it online and basically challenge your other friends or whatever. It's like really ridiculous stuff. I mean, you've heard of like the gallon milk challenge or the the cinnamon challenge and all those types mm-hmm. of things, right? Yeah. So I feel like where this one sounds like it differs. Uh, and again, I feel like my kindergarten self was like, oh, this is just a, a weird feeling that like... <laughs> I don't know. It's something that, like, I don't know. But uh, I feel like where this one might differ from you than like the milk challenge and the cinnamon one is like, you're doing that to yourself. And where this one sounds like I'm letting a friend choke me out, maybe. Well, that's to just death. one of the methods. Like, other kids have tied belts around their, their necks. Yeah. It's one of those things. Like, maybe it's not quite as widespread as people make. Like, it's just like that internet craze that's like, oh, like, maybe the news freaks out about. Maybe. Uh, like, the knockout game from a couple years ago. It sounded like it was an epidemic. It was probably like 12 people doing it. Yeah, but like, this article specifically had one part that kind of disturbed the shit out of me. Okay, go on. They said other challenges included eating a spoonful of cinnamon, mm-hmm. snorting a condom through your nose and pulling it out of your mouth. Putting salt and ice on your body to cause a burn and dropping a condom full of water on your head. Now, Kush, out of those four things that I said, what, which one doesn't seem like it belongs? I mean, I gotta say the condom through the nose? Yeah. What is yeah. snorting a condom through the nose and putting it out the mouth? Like, what? So, I used to have a youth pastor who would snort a gold chain like a necklace up through his nose and like pull it through his mouth like just to kind of show off like it's just like hey like one it's a science lesson hey your sinuses are connected um but uh the condom doesn't seem to make a whole like one like gold is you know i feel like probably a little bit less microbial than uh some things condom brings a couple of interesting uh wrinkles with it (laughs) beyond just size and like weird oil and you know different chemicals on it into your body (laughs) yeah it doesn't say whether it was a lubricated condom or not because i feel like a (laughs) non-lubricated condom might be a little bit more difficult to get in and out it was a sheep's wool condom just completely ineffective but (laughs) hey whatever at that point it's more just a scrubbing tool you just get rid of all that mucus clean myself out no big deal (laughs) i don't i don't trust the neti pot let me get some let me get a condom up in there Okay, Michael, I wanted to bring us back to something that we talked about last week um, and maybe some unintended consequences of uh, where the world has as how the world has turned. So we talked about livestock and how skittle cows. Yeah, skittle cows. We talked about uh, and how, you know, we we, you and I were concerned about cow abetus Mm -hmm. um, with, you know, farmers feeding their cows candy because it was cheaper than feeding them corn in their in their in their food yep you know i feel like corn is sort of one of those ubiquitous things in in our culture and diet now like we even grow it to you know make fuel but it's in literally everything yeah now yeah and i i only know that really because my sister like one of my sisters is is allergic to corn and like just Mm -hmm. it all makes her Mm -hmm. like she can't even drink vodka because most of it is actually just made from corn instead of potatoes i want to say so we talked about maybe it's just it's an easier way for cows to get corn but interesting little wrinkle (laughs) um so a new study in france has shown that hamsters who eat mostly corn has caused them to become cannibals and eat their own young. And but but wait 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 how how have they attributed this to the to the corn? Right. So uh, interesting little tidbit. So the population of the European hamster has been like going extinct at like a pretty alarming rate. And you know I think you know a lot of times in our modern world we tend to blame that you know when like the bee colonies were dying off it was like oh it's got to be pesticides or industrial agriculture doing all this stuff you know just kind of changing the environment Wait, are you so, trying to tell me that that a ham that wild hamsters exist yes they're not just in pet stores and and multicolor plastic tubes no they like seriously in, in like i'm not life. even i'm not even joking about this i had no idea that wild hamsters actually were a thing i assume that like hamsters and guinea pigs and like gerbils were just like Pets. So you That's it. you thought you thought all cute rodents were just they just lived in pet smarts? Yes, basically. 
<laughs> well, a really pet supermarket because PetSmart's too good for, for those sorts of animals. <laughs> Have you ever seen like a little brown and white hamster like rolling? No. Around? No. I've only seen rats exactly. because I live in a garbage apartment. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, yeah, I've well, seen I've seen field mice and rats and things. Well, Michael, lo and behold, an animal actually exists in the wild. <laughs> that's that's crazy. Yeah. That's, well, so do the they European, wait? Where, but where would I find these? If I wanted to go find, like, see a wild hamster, possibly only in France, because that's <laughs> the only. This is the only story I have about it, Michael. So I don't know where hamsters <laughs> exist. And I'm gonna be pretty honest with you. It looks pretty indistinguishable from a fucking rat. So <laughs> okay. So it's just. So it's possible we've I've seen a wild hamster. I just called it a rat because there's not a difference between the two. Well, I don't think hamsters don't have tails. Okay. I might have made that up, but from this picture I'm looking at, it it seems pretty pretty solid. I, you know what? That I'll take that. Yeah, it looks like a, a cute little mouse or a rat with, so, with no tail and a, a, a just a cuter face. So if I see if face. I see a rat without a tail, it either got into a fight over mm-hmm. I assume pizza or it's a hamster. Yeah, it either became a rat king and then escaped with its tail now gone. <laughs> Um, or it pulled, it pulled one of my dog's favorite tricks and got massive cancer and had it all removed. Hmm. Um, or it's just a hamster. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I got it. Yeah. So anyway, wild hamsters <laughs> were wild critically endangered hamsters. in Europe and people were like, scientists thought it was because of, you know, modern pesticides and farming. But it turns out that because the surrounding farmland had switched almost exclusively to corn. The hamsters were eating the corn, and the massive corn diet they were based on turned them uh, homicidal, suicidal, and cannibalistic. So basically, corn turned the hamsters into, like, little zombie hamsters? Mm-hmm. And apparently, uh, ev- this they've seen this in... Uh, in human populations as well, that improperly no, cooked, like no, no, yes, improperly cooked maize-based diets have been associated with higher rates of those behaviors of cannibalism, of cannibalism, homicide, and suicide. No, uh, I think it was it, it was traced to a deficiency of the vitamin B three, which causes a something called pellagra, which uh, gives can, them the hunger. It, it gives them the <laughs> hunger for human meat. <laughs> so, and but in like, hamsters, it makes them eat their young. But, like, in the United States, like like you said, literally everything we eat has corn. So, if corn actually caused people to become cannibals, I feel like that would be more prominent in the United States, where we eat nothing but high fructose corn syrup and literally everything. Well, Michael, like you mentioned earlier, or in our last week's episode, uh, you know, and even even our original story about our, our calabitas... Uh, about 3% of a cow's diet is sugar uh, or corn. And you mentioned that 3% of your diet was <laughs> dessert. <laughs> and I feel like everyone gets a lot of outside nutrition. Not everyone. A lot of people do. And I think it comes down to uh, a lack of the vitamin B3, which if you're eating just corn or mm, maize, yeah. you're not going to get that vitamin and it's going to cause you some pretty serious problems vis-a-vis eating your own species. Uh, you know, just to be safe, if I see someone eating an ear of corn, I'm just going to slap it out of their hand. Yeah, and actually... Be like, so I don't I, think so, zombie. Not so fast. You're not coming <laughs> after me. Speaking of zombies, I did get my hair cut this weekend and my hairstylist definitely had a half-healed... 100% human bite mark on her arm, like with bruising, with like definite bite marks. And living in Atlanta like I do, I'm a little concerned that I met patient zero. Yeah, I mean, like we've all seen The Walking Dead. That's where it starts. And she didn't actively seek out my brains, but she definitely had blades near my head. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a little concerned. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't get bit, but. I'm not going back to that hair salon. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> well, yeah, because either she's a zombie or she goes to weird events where people might bite her. Right. <laughs> she went to a weird uh, asphyxiation sex party and someone got a little randy and bit her. Or, or everyone was eating corn. She went to some kind of uh, backyard barbecue where there was a lot of corn. 
Uh, Atlanta Corn Fest was two weeks ago. That that was that is true. Is that Damn. is that really true? No. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't believe you. We don't. It's Atlanta. Not we're not in Iowa. <laughs> we have we have Peach Fest. That's true. That's true. So, Michael, I think we're getting close to the, to the end zone uh, in our, our sweet sweet podcast football match. What do you got for me? I got I got one last story for you kush because i I cannot wait we've talked on this podcast multiple times about our love of donuts Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and this is a story about people going to extreme lengths to get donuts i would let an old lady lick my eyeball (laughs) to get a donut right now and i'm not even (laughs) kidding you so So, i can't even imagine what these folks got up to krispy kreme you're aware of krispy kreme hot and fresh light Mm -hmm. Right yep. When the hot and fresh light is up, that means that the donuts have just come out of the oven. It's game time. Yeah. Well, Krispy Kreme, <clears throat> several years ago, f- expanded outside of the United States into Mexico. They had several, I don't know, I don't that remember exactly. just won't the, stop anything, huh? I don't remember the exact number of locations around Mexico, but, you know, they had them all over the place, including in Juarez, which is a border town. Mm-hmm. Well, Juarez is kind of come under, I mean, it's kind of come under, like, drug lord control, basically. It's, it's Yeah, basically the only thing I know war about zone. war is that it's basically just, yeah, it's a war zone between cartels and the Mexican military. Right, right. And so, like, Krispy Kreme pulled out of Juarez because, I mean, it's hard to do business in a place where the drug cartels are basically just murdering people. Yeah, when heads are getting chopped off, no one's really in the mood for a, 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 a light and airy donut. Yeah. Well... Some very opportunistic entrepreneurs in Juarez sensed a vacuum mm-hmm. by Krispy Kreme leaving. So what they do is they have visas to be able to travel to the United States and back. So they travel across the border and they Fuck buy yeah. just truckfuls of Krispy Kreme donuts. They buy them at $5 a box. They drive mm-hmm. them back to Juarez and they sell them for $8 a box. And people wow. are gobbling them up. <laughs> Do they have a name for this little operation? <laughs> the Krispy Kreme Familia. <laughs> 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 they have a Facebook page where they let the customers know when they restock and what type of donuts they'll have available. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad they have something because I feel like it should be something like the Underdough Railroad or something <laughs> like something cool i'm glad that they have i like that the Krispy Kreme familia implies like hey we're also a cartel but for just hot and fresh treats right (laughs) and it's it's basically it's basically referred to as the Krispy Kreme black market because when you can't when you can't get something at retail there will be a black market for the stuff that people want right and people apparently Hmm. are addicted to Krispy Kreme donuts in juarez like this person, one of the people they quoted was like, I don't come here that often. Maybe only two or three times a week. <laughs> Damn, dog. That's plenty of fucking donuts. I don't, I have to limit myself to once a weekend. Yeah. I'll get a donut. Yeah. That's fair. So I did, I did just, never mind. I was, I looked up to see if uh, anyone was boycotting Krispy Kreme. <laughs> That is that is ridiculous because no one would ever boycott Krispy Kreme. Yeah, right. Well, you know, I'm just I'm just happy to see, you know, so, I'm happy to see something good coming out of some some Juarez stuff. Yeah, it's there. nice you know, you that hear a lot of when, good stories coming out of Juarez. Yeah, well, yeah, I feel like <laughs> not a lot of good coming out of Juarez. I feel like just our our right now the whole national narrative towards uh, Mexico in general is pretty negative and. Uh, you know, our president is threatening to in- invade them to solve all their problems. But it sounds like that there are people on the ground who are willing to to solve problems their own their, their own selves and get people the donuts they crave. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Fuck it, Michael. I want a donut. <laughs> I kind of want a donut too. I don't think stands is open. Fuck. Damn it. Hey, Kush Squad, if you want to get on this and get me and Michael some donuts, right oh quick, yeah. Also, some better internet. That would be great. <laughs> My internet's just fine. I don't know what your problem is. Well, you clearly don't pay for Comcast. Well, Michael, I think this has been uh, Trends in Low Places. Uh, everyone, thank you for listening. And if you want to help us out some more, you can check out 
our other episodes and our other show, The Longest Days of Our Lives, which is a 24 fan cast on goodbuddymedia.com. Uh, we'll have some show notes up there. We'll share some videos. And uh, I think you can find us on Twitter and on Instagram also. Michael, how else can people help us out? Yeah, you can find us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app and like us and give us some comments. Tell us what we can do better or what you like about us. And uh, like Kush said, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at TILPcast. Shoot us a Everyone, shoot us a comment. Tell us something. Shoot us a comment. Shoot us an email at goodbuddymedia at gmail.com. Or uh, yeah, just leave us a random comment. We, uh, I'd love to hear back from everybody. So, uh, and don't Michael, forget don't... to vote for the Kush fan club name. <sighs> Man, I really wish you wouldn't. Um, but I guess in the meantime, don't eat corn. Uh, <laughs> everyone, thanks for listening. <laughs> Goodbye, Michael. Goodbye, Kush. Toodles.